Hello, everybody, and welcome to Jordan Talks Titans, the show that I regrettably keep doing despite everyone telling me not to. Uh, this is the Titans recap show on the Fun Time Calls show, the podcast network, the RSS feed. Fun Time Calls, it's 2 a.m. I really should be asleep right now, but I just got done watching Titans, and I think it's the best time to watch Titans and record podcasts is when you're half asleep. And you're just going over the notes of the show you just watched, or you're very confused by because you're sleep deprived. Anyway, this is uh, the Church of Titan show. Um, a lot of weird moments happened this episode. Uh, the, uh, the, the the just to really just go through the quick review of things. Uh, this was an episode where the whole it, episode is about uh, create. It's basically another breadcrumb episode, uh, where it's. Starfire can trust, as long as Starfire can trust Blackfire, and Babs can trust Dick Grayson, and the uh, big thing uh, is failed, and we can, and Jason and Crane get away, because uh, we're at the midpoint of the season, we should be fine. This is episode 7 of Titans. Um, this was a very boring episode. Uh, I think the best part of the show, if I had to actually, like, give credit where credit's due, would have to be, uh, the, uh, the third act with the, uh, Snowy Cones fight sequence. Uh, normally, as if you might know from Titans when I talk about the show, I really, really hate, uh, when Titans writes just the same way a Marvel movie does, where it's just exposition leading to a fight sequence, which leads to an expedition, which leads to a fight sequence. And as long as there's breadcrumbs, we get to it. This one is more of a monologue-heavy episode, uh, where there is the A plot and the B plot, uh, but it all comes together. Uh, the problem with ensemble shows is, once again, someone gets bit under the rug. Uh, this episode was kind of not really the case everyone kind of had their own thing to do in this episode which i will also applaud uh like every character from superboy where his whole arc in this episode is working with dick and also uh the the at the end the budding relationship with blackfire beast boy who was allocated back in the day is now is now uh was kind of pushed away from the 2b plots but because he was pushed away there was actually kind of a reason now. Why was he pushed away? It was kind of a C-plot where he was trying to get into the mind of Jason Todd. And that actually was beneficial to his character in a di as well as finding out uh, his his new his next arc. And the story is, is trying to get the truth. And we're now establishing at the end of this episode a relationship with Beast Boy and Molly that we'll probably find out in the next episode which I really am enthusiastic about because that was one of my favorite parts about the uh, Red Hood uh, episode was the interaction with Molly and Red Hood. I thought Jason and Molly was a good idea, and this kind of furthers it through. Uh, so so there's, there was a lot of breadcrumbs. This just felt like this was just to get the plot going. There really wasn't much... Uh, in terms of, well, that was a great scene, and this was amazing, and this was, it, it was really just boring. <laughs> it was boring and people talking. 
Um, and then other than that, really ridiculously stupid scenes, which I just can't believe I have to say out loud. You're not going to believe this fucking show. Um, this is a show... <laughs> where a lady gets disintegrated into ash giving a handshake to a tamaron alien uh and if that's not your case how would you like a dog that gets shot at fire laser beam eyes and burning the hands of two random henchmen in a ice cream warehouse welcome to titans the most bizarre show i've probably seen in quite a while where out of context it's really ridiculous um is it like the best show still fuck no but uh it is kind of fun to try and recap what's going on why because i don't think anyone's really doing it uh the ones that are doing it are like the ones getting paid by like comicbook.com or or uh cbr or or what is it the the fanbite probably someone at fanbite's doing it you know, you have to have someone going like, 18 things you might have missed. Here's why Dick Grayson is not better than Batman. Here's reasons why Dick Grayson's better than Batman. Did you know this is a wink and a nod to the Dark Knight? Every time I record this episode and upload it and tweet about it, my my Google Pixel phone has suggestions for me to read Titan's articles. Uh, I would normally... Uh, what would love in this podcast to read and basically make fun of these really bad plot devices for for uh, the Titan show. Uh, but I honestly, it's just sort of a bad. Here is uh, here. Let me read some of them right now from Screen Rant. Titans gives Dick Grayson his own version of Batman's no guns rule. Uh, let's re- keep reading here. Uh, more Big Brother stuff. Uh, oh, here's another one. Uh, this is a good, this is a good one. Um, <clears throat> oh, it's all Taskmaster stuff, because I've been a big fan of Taskmaster. Let me keep reading this. Oh, uh, Love Island, that's all reality show stuff. I want more crappy reality show stuff. The top streaming TV shows last month, HBO Max's Titans is a hit, and Apple's Ted Lasso still has momentum. Are people really watching this fucking show? I wouldn't put this in the same position as Ted Lasso. Is Dick Grayson Ted Lasso now? Like, hey, Starfire, you know? I might have an Escrima stick, but you know what? Sometimes when you wave a stick around... It's not, it's, it's, it could be a carrot or a stick, and, and you know, oftentimes, I think a carrot's a better method for leading a horse to water, even if they don't want to drink. Because I believe in believe. Alright. So, uh, it's, it's not that good of a show, but there are oftentimes moments that I am enjoyed by, and I think that's kind of like a big thing that, when it comes to DC Comics modern day, like, if you read the modern comics, it's a lot of the plot devices are just kind of, eh. But there's three or four times in in a comic book arc, you're going, that's a cool scene, or that's a really cool flash, or that's a really cool idea of how they're handling it. That's kind of what Titans is. So, in in to, to be frank, Titans is the most comic book TV show, especially in a DC Comics world. Yes, there are shows like Flash and Arrow and Supergirl and and, uh, Legends of Tomorrow and Doom Patrol, which I love. I love Doom Patrol. I will recommend watching Doom Patrol over this. 
But if you're looking for what is the most DC-ass television show out there, it's Titans. It's grim, dark. The plots make no sense. Like, all of the things that you would see in a comic book, from irregular patterns to ensembles that are poorly written, like, it's the same. And no disrespect to a lot of comic book writers, because I think DC Comics is still my favorite universe. I love it more than Marvel. I don't, but it's like between that and X Men universe, I, I would rather do that. I've never been a fan of X Men collaborating with the Marvel universe, but hey, that's what happens these days. Uh, so, so it's it's one of those cases where I don't know. I really don't know. And right before watching Titans, I saw the PlayStation conference, and I saw the Wolverine trailer, and I and I saw uh, Spider-Man 2 and Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm like, oh, these are really fun video games. And it still got me heartbroken because Gotham Knights is on the way, and I still think that's going to be the coolest game. But I just, I, I'm now casting doubt, and I don't want to cast doubt. I want to have a fun game. Oh, well. I'm yawning because I'm tired. Anyway, let's uh, let's recap this really bad show. Uh, this was not a really awful episode. This was just a boring episode. Um, boring is not boring. Doesn't mean you can doesn't really mean anything to an audience member. If you really want to, if you really care about the relationships of the characters, this is an episode for you. If you're here for action and, and fighting, you're only should skip to probably like the last act because that's the the ramp up was to the big fight at the end, and I do applaud that uh, compared to other things like i just said like marvel shows they really want to do the fight sequence uh this one was at the end and it felt like a reward we finally got a fight sequence even though it was with no one at stake it was with random ass henchmen so again i just want to point this out here i i, I don't care about random ass henchmen in these shows i've watched a lot of tv shows i've seen so many crime dramas over the years like when you watch Miami Vice so many times, you can only get, like, the guy with the Hawaiian shirt and the uh, fake assault gun going, oh, can only be so fun before you just get tired. I'm very desensitized to this shit. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not pleasant. Um, I think that's kind of why I kind of like more sitcoms and drama, even though a lot of tropes are in all these shows. So I, I think what I'm trying to get at before we get to the recap is I watch too much television that I find a lot of the tropes nauseating and I see that in Titans and I see that with sitcoms and comedies and animated shows that I, I maybe I should really just like stop having fun and no fun should be allowed when it comes to television. Because it's all MacGuffins, or it's all arcs, and you just... Or maybe this is what Hollywood's really is, and I've just been too warped up with writing and story arcs and film school bullshit that it's like, well, this is all it's always been, and I shouldn't really try and think outside the box. Um, but it happens. Uh, so... <laughs> I'm still going to keep watching this show I because it seems like the next episode might be a lot of fun. Might be a little bit more uh, spy intrigue. Uh, but I, I honestly think that this show is just going to end up in a, in a plateau until episode 11 or 12, which is usually the case at this point in the season. Uh, so let's get going. Titan Season 3, Episode 7, 51%. That's the name of the episode. So it's not. So this also is a different thing. Usually, except for Elko, 
they're all themed around characters. So it's like Hawk and Dawn, Dick Grayson, Nightwing, Red Hood, Jason Todd, Lady Vic. This is just 51%. N- no person. Just 51%, which is probably the Rotten Tomato score. I have to check. Uh, so, previously on Titans, Crane, uh, 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 Jason, uh, Lady Vic does the murder in, in, the, in the hospital, Crane, blah, 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 uh, Barbara, no, I don't want to do Oracle, Oracle bad, uh, or Bruce Wayne, how's it going, Barbara, you should do this, uh, Lady Vic shows up, pow, pow, uh hey you should check my apartment then they do a smooch hey i'm dick grayson why is blackfire here jason i want the drug uh he gives the drug away to a guy who uh ends up doing some murders in tim drake's uh restaurant uh then he does the the inhaler and and then gets the cat's eye thing we now go to a cold open barbara is asleep wakes up is on her phone. I'm on my way. Dick Grayson at the manor wakes up, picks up the phone. It's Barbara. There were three attacks, a dozen killed, and regular folks without a history of violence. Babs wonders if it has anything to do with us working together. Dick says it's Crane doing what Crane does. That's why Batman locked him up. Let's do it again. Together. I'll call you from the office. And then we end up in a weird cold open with hearing some licensed music. This song is Bright Lights by Gary Clark Jr. All right, let me just... There we go. So, uh, we're in a warehouse thing. Um, There's drugs everywhere, obviously. Crane does some computer hacking in this office. It makes no sense right now if he has his own computer, but maybe that'll be a thing. Jason then goes, What the fuck is that? Did you switch from weed to acid? I hope you were watching the news because Gotham had a real party tonight. Crane then goes, I underestimate you, Jason. Good work. Jason, does it matter I stole your stash? Crane, nah, it's all good, man. That new machine, I got plenty. Jason, I thought you might be pissed. Crane, anger is just fear in a little black dress. Nah, my dude, you can just relax. I'm not the Batman. Damn, those attacks tonight's were awesome. I should probably... Can we just, like, stop this real quick? Like, Yeah, I get it. Like, it's a licensed song. Okay, so we could just... Shut the fuck up. I don't know what the levels were on that, but seriously, it was getting annoying on my end. Uh, So let me just go back to the line here. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I thought you might be pissed. Crane then says, Anger's just fearing a little black dress. Now, my dude, you can just relax. Almost like a rhyming scheme. I'm not the Batman. Damn, those attacks tonight's were awesome. Uh, Jason then says those partners don't think so. The head of the five families called an emergency meeting and wants to speak to Red Hood. So now he's picking up the ammunition and inhales that piss inhaler shit. (laughs) 
he starts to get sick. It's not the same formula. What did you put in this stuff? <coughs> and then he just faints right in the warehouse office. Like I said, I'm not the Batman. And then we get our theme song. Jesus fucking Christ, I hate that song. It's, it's just, it never fits the tone. I think of the Titans. The logo is like blocky. I, I mean, like I like the 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 one that you see sometimes. It looks like a chalk drawing. The blue that blue spray paint. If only it was something like that, or like that in credit song that 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 like a do 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 do. That we hear sometimes like that's a better theme song than this crappy dun 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 dun. Because edgelord bullshit, I don't fucking know. Anyway, so we're at the warehouse. The five families are meeting up. Old lady is going, what the fuck happened to your face? Uh, another scarred up goes, chick I was with did it, got hopped up on the stuff Red Hood was slinging. And that's what called the meeting. At this point, I saw a subtitle. Uh, their name is Raffleson. So we're just going to call them Raffleson now with the with the stitches in his face. So now I know these are most likely to be murdered gangsters because it's just going to happen. Chaos is in business. All I got is 40% loss of income, a five-way split on a piece-of-shit bank job, and a face full of metal brads. Whatever happened to that truck full of gold? Then Dr. Jonathan Crane, the shitty actor who plays Jonathan Crane, walks out. I took it. Scarecrow, what the fuck are you doing here? Take a wild guess. You're behind the Red Hood. Yes, Valeska, let's call it a social experiment. You got a problem with that? Yes, he's being in Joey's salads. It's just a prank, bro. Maybe he's trying to, like, trigger the libs. I don't know. No, no, not at all, doctor. We had no idea it was your operation. Guys, relax. If I was going to gas you, you would already be laying on the floor, peeling your skin off, starting with your eyelids. <laughs> remember, right? <laughs> you get it. You remember that thing. I'm... Scarecrow. You guys got to remember I'm Scarecrow here. <laughs> I'm like a joker. Uh, so why are you here? Uh, so now we're about to get to the really shitty... Uh, 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 shark Tank. So let's let me let me just play the fucking Shark Tank song. Hi, sharks. My name is Jonathan Crane, and I'm seeking forty percent of your companies in exchange for one hundred percent of my product, the anti-fear toxin. Sharks, you might know me from the guy who made the fear gas from two years ago, but I'm here to tell you about a new product of mine that's sure to get you addicted. This is a fear toxin like no other, because it's the opposite of a fear toxin, an anti-fear toxin. We all want to take big risks, sharks, but with my special concoction, you will end up jumping ship like no other. Now, sharks, I know what you're saying. Is this FDA approved? No. But I have something even better. Bat insurance. Not only is the Batman no longer going to get involved, but neither is the Titans. And if you act now, I will throw in the Red Hood absolutely free. Which means 
not only will you be protected, but I will be protected from all sorts of riches. And if you don't, the weather will come after you anyway. So sharks, who wants to jump in and join me on this investment? I didn't expect to be doing fucking skits on this podcast, but sure. Um, so here, let me read off what he actually said because it fucking said shark tank as fuck. So why are you here? I'm here to reassure you. Red Hood's chaos is by design. Thanks to it, Batman has left the city. The Titans are reeling and the city is desperate for a solution, which means we are ready for the final phase. Final phase of what? The destruction of Gotham? Because that's what we're headed. No, I want to help Gotham. I've always wanted to help Gotham. That was my plan two years ago when the Batman disrupted it, and now I can finally see my plans come to fruition. I've designed a superior product, and I've produced enough of it to medicate this entire city, placing them under our control. Then the guy points at Scars. You call this under control? Well, you know, we've had to tweak some of the dosage, make it a little more happy, a little less stabby. Your basic instincts set free. Free from restraint, free from conscience. That's what my drug offers. Freedom. And what is more addictive than that? So, you all want business, and I want the distribution for my product at a premium price. The good people of Gotham... They just want a feel-good drug. So we have Red Hood, who will protect our operation. And within 24 hours, you'll all be richer than your wildest dreams. What do you need? I'll let you know. The battle for Gotham ends tonight. Be ready. So let's go to the Batcave. We're at the Batcave now. boo loo boo Starfire, Beast Boy, Superboy, Nightwing are watching the footage again. Ah, pew-pew. Oh, the cops are here. Brenton's voice is now back to that really bored American voice from season one. Uh, so this must have been like a late-night shoot. Uh, and he was very tired. A dozen dead in under two hours. Crane and Red Hood were doing a trial run. Uh, Starfire points out the drug is what's leading people to being psychopaths. Beast Boy points out well, that's what happened with Jason. Dick shuts it down. Jason's gone. He's Red Hood now. It's time we all accept that for who he is. Crane has the machine, and he's going to mass produce the drug. So anyway, we're just going to explain the whole plot summary of the last few episodes. So you really could have just not bothered watching anything until now. This is this was the damage after three inhalers. Imagine what happens with thirty thousand. Thirty thousand Gotham must be a, not be a big population with thirty thousand inhalers. <laughs> yeah, it's like a that's like a big suburb. <laughs> thirty thousand. Uh, Gotham will tear itself apart. Dick wants to scan for the machine. Uh, Superboy was looking for heat and power signatures, but just can't find it so far. Like he's hidden. Dick walks away. He says he's going to the Gotham City Police Department to use a computer. It's better than this one finding things. Maybe it's Oracle. Ooh. Why haven't we been using it? Because it's illegal? Well, if we're breaking laws, I've got an unhappy mobster to track down. Cut to the police station. Barbara Gordon just put it on the street. Anybody caught with that drug is caught with a mer weapon. While we assume this is in regards to the anti-fear gas, what if it's something else? Maybe it's marijuana. 
Don't forget, folks, all cops are bastards, and that might include Barbara Gordon. Dick shows up to the Gotham City Police Department, even though was escorted out last episode and the episode before that. I guess it's all fine and dandy now. Hey, hey, any luck? That SPM machine crane stole is part of a citywide ramp-up. He's in production. So is that hundreds or dozens of doses? Thousands on the streets by tonight. Jesus. That machine has a searchable heat signature, but the bat computer can't see it. We need something that can see a little deeper. No, don't even ask. Oracle's our only hope. Bruce couldn't stop Scarecrow until he used Oracle. And then the NSA slapped an injunction on us. And I don't really feel like going to jail. They'll never know. That sounds like something Bruce would say. If we don't use it, more people are going to die. You and I both know that. Well, I made a promise to myself I wouldn't use it. You didn't get rid of it, did you? Why not? Because I imagined a moment in the future so terrible that we might need it. That moment? We're here. And we cut to... I guess we're in a basement. It's like, I guess maybe Gotham Police Department has a basement. Maybe Barbara Gordon has a basement. Anyway, this is... Uh, they go down an elevator. There's an eye scan. It's very scientifically spacey. And I guess in this basement under the police station, this is where the uh, Oracle lives. Granted, welcome, Gordon, Barbara, Gale. So, folks, in the comments, uh, Babs's middle name is Joan, Barbara, Joan, uh, Gordon. But here, it's different. It's Gale. It's, It's Barbara Gale Gordon, meaning it's a nod to legendary comic book writer, Gail Simone. What up, Gail? What's up? I don't know why I did that. That was not romantic or lovable at all. I was, I was, that sounded like me, like when I tried to suck on a straw, drinking a McDonald's milkshake. All right. Uh, You have company. Identification requested. Uh, Then, of course, Dick Grayson gets scanned in a really bad CGI effect. Grayson, Richard John. Hey, it's the actual canon name, Richard John Grayson. What the fuck happened to Richard Dick Grayson, writers? Remember that a few episodes back? What the fuck? Is Richard John Grayson now? Now Richard Dick Grayson? There's never any consistency with this shit. Hey, hello, Dick. Hello, Oracle. My condolences for the loss of Mr. Todd and Mr. Hall and Mr. Wayne's sudden departure. I see you've updated your data systems, as is my protocol upon reactivation. Is there anything I can do for you, Mr. Grayson? They searched all the crane. There is no communication. Would you like private communication? Bab says no. Dick says yes. Then they go with yes reluctantly. In a convo overhearing a phone, is this pure? We're good. 6328 Bollinger Avenue. Uh, Dick runs out the room, calls Superboy with the location of 6328 Bollinger Avenue. Oracle points out that Babs's heart rate is elevated. You seem upset, Barbara. Would you like to share your thoughts? Command sleep. Of course. <sighs> Cut to Jason Todd tied up in the chair in the shitty office. Crane is there. 
I pity you, Jason. You were reckless, and you were impatient last night, and you acted out of fear, not out of strength. You see, you're still afraid of Dick Grayson, and I failed you. I failed you as a teacher, but here's today's lesson. You know how I broke Batman? It wasn't with fear. It was with patience. I'm going to show you that you don't need to go running around Gotham trying to destroy the Titans. You can just sit back and watch as the Titans destroy themselves. It was right there it hit me. Right after the scene, it hit me. This is... Where have I seen this bullshit before? This is just Far Cry. The framing of the scene with Crane, the angles, this delivery of the lines. This might have been just Joseph Seed in Far Cry 5. Just talking about the toxic chemicals that led to him getting a cult in that small town. In fact, that that is the plot of Far Cry 5. This is it. Just with my with my chemicals, I can seduce the town to bidding doing my favors. That's Far Cry 5. That's Far Cry 5. This is just fucking Far Cry 5. Right down to the freedom and liberty bullshit talk that sounds like fucking libertarian manifestos on Reddit. Like it just fucking boggles my mind. It's it, it, just rehashing Far Cry 5. So some writer probably played Far Cry 5 when they came up with the monologue for Crane in this. I mean, he even has like a shitty bushy beard and aviator glasses. Anyway, let's cut to Blackfire Starfire driving an old Mercedes Benz. Wow, what a good idea of going over and tracking down the crime boss. However, did you come up with that one? When's Grayson coming up? When's Grayson showing up? Uh, Starfire, he's not. Dick's parents were murdered by a Gotham crime family. He won't work with mobsters. Pretty selfish of him. Some crimes can't be forgiven. Oh, but you're bigger than that. Your well of forgiveness is deep. Here you are with me, the murder of your parents, for the good of a city you don't even like. You never even asked me why I did it. Oh, I know why. Power. They had it. You took it. Simple as that. I wish it was. They left me with very narrow choices. Hmm? You were forced into it? And now, a little story. Father used to say that sometimes in life, the right choices were only a little better than the wrong ones. He called it the 51% rule. If your choice was 51% good and 49% bad, then you take it. That's the 51% of the title. 51%. In regards to this episode is in regards to fucking this rule. 51% in regards to the 51% rule. Oracle did not get the name. Why isn't the name Oracle? This is its first appearance of Oracle in the Titans. And it's just a software like a like a Siri. I fucking don't fucking fuck this 51% rule. If it's good for... Maybe that's what this whole fucking show is. Maybe if Titans is 51% good and 49% bad, then you just have to keep fucking watching. Like, maybe that's that's the rule. But for this show, maybe that's the show, too. Well, it, it's better than bad. It's 51% good. The next time Jack is going to, like, talk to me on Titans, I'm going to say, well, it's 51% good show, 49% bad. And then I'm going to tell him about a Tamaron story about sometimes in life the right choices were only a little better than wrong ones. Surfire says, I hope you remind him of what little you had when you were killing him. Mob assistant opens the door. 
We now know the old lady's name is Valeska Knox. I'm sure someone else knows some diehard fan. I don't fucking put. I I take notes. They're th- they're not that thoroughly researched. Uh, oh yeah, I see you on television. You're Firestar or something. She, uh, Valeska is preparing a delicious salad. She offers the ladies a drink. Oh, I hope you're realizing you're trespassing. I should call the authorities. I feel unsafe. I'm not your enemy. Not today. She says she knows she's having second thoughts with Crane and Red Hood. Valeska goes, never heard of him. Miss Knox, don't bullshit me. Partnering with people like Crane only takes you one way. Makes a plea, tells them where they were hiding, and will make them go away. But if you can't, all this comes back on me. What guarantees do I have? Well, Valeska, life is a risk. You help us now, and we owe you a favor. You don't help us, and when we find Crane and Red Hood anyway, our next up will be you believe that well here's the deal superhero you want to know about red hood and crane they're making moves tonight i can help you stop them but i need something first and trust is earned what do you want recovery i needed to bring back something to me that i lost something personal cut to the oracle basement thing babs is watching onwards in the circle screen on the tv that shows Nightwing and Superboy there. I guess we stopped the logic of phone surveillance and everything's okay now. It's not even like a security cam. As they see a van, Nightwing asks Superboy to scan it, but alas, he can't see it because it's covered in lead. Remember, Superman can can see through walls, but he can't see through lead. All right, knuckle up. You take the right side. They open up the van, and a fat bearded guy is taped up. Above him is the line, Save Me Dick Grayson, in red marker on duct tape. He knew we were coming. And now it's another heartbeat beat thing. Normally, rule of threes works in comedy, but at this point, I'm getting tired of this plot the voice of a ticking clock based on the heart. As Dick tells Connor to deactivate it, as he's been known to, uh, oh no, it's been modified. He can't defuse it, Dick. You have to go. What is he trying to say? There's no time, Dick. There's no time. Superboy throws Dick in the air, uh, and he flies out when the van explodes. Superboy walks out of the fire. That was a trap. Who gave you the number? Someone I should have known better than to trust. Babs looks onwards in shock and then answers the phone. What happened? Crane is an oracle. He tried to kill us. Uh, well, that explains the hacky thing from earlier. Remember the supercomputer thing I brought up at the first act, and it was like kind of glanced over because that's all he. That's what happened. He was hacking an oracle. Boy, uh, that great plot device. It was a setup. That's impossible. Babs looks at the eye. And then it goes to show Dr. Crane looking onward, spying on the Oracle station. Hello, Commissioner. I don't know how we got in, but we can use this. Use? Dick, you could have died. Yeah, but I didn't. We could talk about more in person. I'm on my way. As Dick hangs up and walks to a Jeep, Babs looks at the eyeball. God damn, Gordon's pretty when she's scared. She knows we're in there. Well, duh, it's not what they know. It's what they do. 
Uh, how predictable are the righteous? Babnin asks Oracle, how do I destroy you? Crane goes, check and mate. Even the Batman needed the Oracle to defeat me. They had one weapon, and now you made them destroy it. You're learning. <sighs> Cut to a sawmill. There's saw blades, welding, welding tools, industry shit. Uh, Michael Knox is sawing shit. Starfire tells him his mother is coming for him. Part of the deal was bringing you back home. Not a chance. Parents are such a burden, aren't they? She wants to protect you. You see what's happening, Gotham? I know she's no saint, but she's your mother. There's no running from that. Anyway, he's upset because he knows she's bad, and the fires are asking for his help in the process. Cut to Wayne Manor. Beast Boy wanders around uh, the same uh, bedroom that Dick Grayson's in and Jason Todd. Come on, Jason, how do I find you? Then he starts talking to himself and imitates Jason Todd. Where do I find you? Stay out of my stash, narc. Like a, like a fucking bully kid in a middle school fucking television show for Nickelodeon or something. He then does his sniff smell because he's, he's an animal sense person and uses a bad glowing eye effect to smell a secret panel. Juvie 101. Always have two stashes just in case one gets compromised. He sees a letter and leaves. Cut to Oracle office. It's fucking basement or whatever. Uh, Babs explains to Dick that she had to shut it down because it's been compromised. We could have manipulated Crane using Oracle. You had it destroyed it. Babs says she shut it down because he tried to kill him. And was afraid of being successful. Dick gets upset. I don't need your protection. Your fear of this machine cost us the one lead we had. If you can't keep your emotions in check, then you can't help me. Why are you pushing me away? Because you're getting in the way. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. F forget it. You want to do this like Bruce? Fine. But you're not doing this alone. Crane isn't smarter than both of us combined. If we go analog, we think, unless you want to be emotional about it, and then they awkwardly go up an elevator. It really is, like, the worst fucking scene, because clearly they wanted to have a, like, fight within the two and the dispute, but they didn't want to just have Barbara walk away, like, okay, you're on your own, fuck you. Uh, And they didn't have dick go get out of my way Barbara I don't need you if we're gonna work together I don't need kind of thing so it was like what's the point of that argument it really felt like an out of place fight also slightly out of character for Dick Grayson uh, yes he's impulsive sometimes but that was very uh, anti Dick also there was not that many quips Usually he's supposed to be a charming person. Like, did they just get rid of his charm just like they got rid of his ass? Oh, yeah. Well, we should probably stress this out here. I don't... I, look, I know Nightwing has a butt. Brenton Thwaites does not have an ass. He has, like... I, if I had to, like, compare it to something, I would say, like, maybe he wore a huggy diaper on set so it looks a little plush, and that's it. Anyway, cut to the... Gotham City office for Commissioner Gordon. They ID'd the guy in the van, and his ID is clean. Crane doesn't kill randomly. He needs the victim for something. 
He has the multiplayer. He has the drug. What else does he need? Power. He'll need to pull a huge amount to run the machine, right? And he'll need help from someone to hide it. They see the computer. The guy from the van is named Dennis Feig. But here's the funny thing. If you check the computer, it doesn't say Dennis Feig on the computer. It says Paul Feig. Oh, oh, what a bird. Paul Feig. <laughs> you piece of shit. Fuck you, Paul Feig. You guys get you guys do I have to explain Paul Feig? Do I I feel like I have to explain Paul Feig? Freaks and Geeks directed Ghostbusters, uh not spelled the same way. Maybe they didn't think it through enough and they went, Wait, wait Paul Feig is the name of director. Well we fucked up. Now he's Dennis Feig. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Anyway, they fucked up. Uh so cut to Mobster's house. I thought I was clear about what I needed. Uh, the son showed up with uh, the ladies in tears. Oh, my God. I only came here because of Starfire. Uh, then mobster lady uh, pulls the gun and shoots the, the son in the forehead and poof, fires it, kills him point blank. She cries. He was working for the FBI. Became a liability. I didn't have a chance. I promised him he would be safe. Never make promises you can't keep. Speaking of which, you did your part, I'll do mine. I'll tell you what I know about Crane. This pisses off Starfire, who then goes, I like to shake on my deals. Very well, Titan. I'm not a Titan. I'm a queen. Then this music goes up in tempo, and she starts burning she starts having her hair on fire, the glowing skin, the glowing green eyes, uh, and her hand gets hotter and hotter and hotter and, and hotter. And then Knox's hands like starting to smoke up and suddenly she's caught on fire and she's like, ah, like she's burning in hell. She catches on fire and then poof, she just disintegrates into ash. They leave the house. She's dead because she got incinerated like it was a fucking Mortal Kombat fatality. Starfire gets pissed. Don't don't say I told you so. I know we needed the intel. Coriander, you were right to do what you did. That rage you felt right now, I felt that way I killed our parents. Perhaps now is the time to tell you why. So anyway, it's time for another backstory, which is kind of just exposition so you now get to know further details about Blackfire. <clears throat> After you stopped Trigon, you did not come back home. You cut off communication and stayed on Earth. The people of Tamron were angry. Why was their beloved Starfire not returning to rule? So they blamed me, the cursed child. I must have driven you away so I can take the throne to myself. There were riots, calls for my head. They thought that by killing me, it would bring you back. And mother and father... They saw a way to restore peace and maintain power. All they had to do was sacrifice their lesser daughter. They decided that 51% was good enough for them too. I had no choice, Coriander, because they never gave me one. Then why did you come to Earth? I thought that if I took the throne, it would help me unify Tamaron. But Tamaron hates me. I came to Earth to convince you to rule by my side. 
even though I knew you would never forgive me. I'm not even sure you believe me now, but it's the truth. Anyway, the fast assistant guy walks the dogs. He opens the door. And, oh, jeez. Oh, no. Awkward encounter. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I was walking the dogs. And, uh-oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They really want to do the dark comedy on this fucking show, don't they? All right. So cut to a random warehouse. Probably the same one used in Vancouver all the time on Arrow and Flash, or maybe it's just space. It's a time-saving budget-saving procedure. Project uh, Kebabs go to a warehouse. It's a place with a power grid. Does this place have power? That's what V says. Why do I get the feeling V's never wrong? He holds the door for Babs to see inside. An assistant is killed. Looks like Dennis's co-worker wasn't on board with Crane's plan. Matthew Fasano. This says he's a substation's manager. Are the distribution logs there? Looks at a weird, crappy 1990s IBM computer. Got him. Look for any small percentage changes in the grid. Things that normally wouldn't flag the system. He then places his hand on a burger. I guess to see just how hot it was. Got 1% off 50 substations. Barely noticeable on its own, yet enormous amount of power overall. That's why Connor couldn't find the power signature. Crane was hiding it. Where is it going? Conroy District. Hey, folks. We had Gail Simone. Now we have Kevin Conroy with the Conroy District. You get it, folks? Kevin Conroy, voice of Batman. I'm Batman. The guy Batman made series and, and Justice League. I'm Batman. The Kevin Conroy. Kevin, Kevin Con Conroy District. Anyway, she can only narrow it to a 20-block radius in Conroy. And as it's about to check every box, lazy writing mechanic of a ticking clock appears. A less than an hour remains. Calls Corey. Says the same thing. We just found out. Conroy District goes hot less than an hour. Corey knows she's about to call Babs. Is there with Dick Grayson. Vanessa Knox gave Crane supplies in the Red Hood deal. You made a deal with the mob. A deal is overstating it. Look, this Valeska woman, she sent Crane a shipment of, what was it again? And then the assistant tied up in the chair, Freon, louder, Freon. Thank you. Anyway, it was some Fendum kink play, so very fucking hot. You would have to go to Pornhub to see this stuff. Freon is used for air conditioner stuff. So that means Victor. V Victor who? Victor Freeze. I know exactly where Crane is. Get, get it, Mr. Freeze. It's Mr. Freeze. Victor Freeze is Victor. The the Arnold Schwarzenegger's character from Batman Robin. Oh, God, guys, cool it down. That, that, Victor Freeze. Heart of Ice, best episode of Batman mid-series by some people because it was a tragedy. Anyway, cut to Wayne Manor. Blackfire washes blood from her suit. Superboy wears his trademark Superboy shirt uh, and then checks in on Blackfire for the romance of the season. That's not ketchup. What, you have molecular vision or some shit? No, but I can see that's not ketchup. You okay? I'm fine. Time to go. Have fun without me. Starfire then goes, not so fast. 
I wasn't there for you when you needed me the most. I'm sorry. Too late to change the past. Yeah, but not the present. Starfire then throws a bag for Blackfire. Our parents did not give you a chance. Maybe I should. As Blackfire opens it, it's the gauntlets for Tamaron technology. It makes a cool glow effect, changes the costume to be more black and superhero-y. It's really cool, though. I, I do like the costume. Then they play a heroic version of the Titans theme. Boom, 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 boom. And Blackfire and Starfire share a Tamron salute in Handshake. Very video gamey bullshit. Superboy, you uh, you look good. Cut to Snowy Cone's Ice Cream Factory. Fucking god damn it. Cut to Snowy Cone's Ice... Snowy Cone's Ice Cream Factory. Snowy Cone's Ice Cream Factory. Circus music's playing because they want to go for something that sounds like an ice cream truck. A machine is in the center. It's cooking. Looks very hot, burning, bad fire effects. It has a nice snowman character made out of, like, wood and billboard. Anyway, now we know where this warehouse is that Jason and Crane were the entire time. It's snowy cones. Crane wakes up Jason Todd. Hey, wakey, wakey. You're about to see what winning feels like. It shows the ice cream plant being used to make vials of the yellow anti-fear piss-looking shit. It's the ice cream factory. Henchmen are making vials. They're masked up, so COVID-friendly. This is what we've been waiting for. If Crane can get the whole city hooked and we have the proct, we have a new day. I'll believe it when I see it. You don't have to piss yourself. Then you hear the bat left Gotham. Then suddenly... A he- uh, uh, engine starts a distraction. A henchman gets pulled up. Ah! Jason then no- hears it. He's here. What? Pew, pew, pew. A wing ding hits a pipe and startles three henchmen. Ah! Nightwing then says a quip. Over here, fellas. Uh, it's now we get to see a Titan's power shot of Nightwing swinging a scrimmage next to Superboy, Crypto, Beast Boy, Starfire, and Blackfire. No Barbara Gordon. I guess she is not involved in this. Pew, pew, pew. No, 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 says Jonathan Crane. The four mob bosses are running away. Uh, more swinging the scrimmage in, cool dar- in the cool uh, dark area. It looks really cool on camera because it just flies around as it electrocutes random henchmen who have no names and no one cares. Uh, Crane looks out on the window. Nightwing notices that the machine is on fire and burning up. You thinking what I'm thinking? Yep. Stand back. And Fireball gets shot from Starfire and then kaboom! The plant blows up. No, 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 this is all wrong! Anyway, somewhere in else in the warehouse. Base Boy does some flips and moves. Uh, he swings at a person and then gains a giant furry green paw. You know, like a tiger, but like a, almost like an anthrocon fursuit paw. Jason Ton looks onwards. It's all over. Crane gets a knife. Not yet. And starts freeing Jason from his duct tape chair. Starfire and Blackfire. Once again, beat up nameless pew-pew henchmen. 
Okay, I can see how Earth can be fun. Superboy picks a penchman and throws him into the ceiling. Two guards are going downstairs shooting a crypto to Superdog. The bullets ricochet. This pisses off Crypto and his eyes start lighting up and start firing at the guards. Not bad. You're not so bad yourself. Blackfire. Let's see. X-ray vision. Super hearing. Super strength. I'm wondering what other skills you have. I can show you sometime. That means they're going to fuck. Nightwing goes to the office at the snowy cones. All clear. They're on the move. Beast Boy sees the duct tape and senses it's Jason. Surfire, don't worry, we'll find Jason. As he stares, he leaves. Cut two. Crane stealing an ice cream truck. Have no fear, my boy. I'll get him back. I always get him back. As Jason looks onward, like a really weird breakdown with the chemical, like just like a weird kid, like, like a rabies animal. Anyway, cut to Wayne Manor as your true name by the radio department is now playing. I guess the team is celebrating a job well done. Even though we all know Dick Grayson will be pissed because a few episodes back, they couldn't find Crane and Jason and he's so focused on just grabbing these two. As they drink some refreshing beers, Barbara, who wasn't present at the ice cream place, just needs to go on and hit the road. Oh, I know the way. You kids have fun. Corey then says a great line. Corey, this might sound insane, but I'm dying for some ice cream. Blackfire, did anybody think to grab some when we were at Snowy Cones? Corey, Hmm, maybe DoorDash? Couple gallons of Rocky Road? Superboy, I can beat DoorDash and then runs out of shot. Really fast scene. Beast Boy is a little timid. You know what? Save me some. Cut to Barbara Gordon's walking in the highway. Dick was following her. I thought you were leaving. I thought I was. But now they just somehow wound up in Dick Grayson's bedroom. They're looking at each other. The other night, at my place when you left, you didn't want to leave, did you? Um, Because I didn't want you to. You're going to give me a chance to answer? Sorry. Then they smooch. As they keep smooching in each other's eyes, guess I'll take that second beer now. The beer is just going to have to wait. They keep smooching. We cut to apartment buildings. Beast Boy is walking over to a building and knocks on the door. A lady's pulling out a gun. It's 3 a.m. Who the fuck are you? Hi, um, Molly. I'm Gar Logan. You might know me from the Titans. Um, you wrote this letter to Jason Todd saying you wanted to help him. So do I. Molly takes the gun and runs back and opens the door. Molly invites Beast Boy in. Beast Boy smiles. Cut to the end credits as Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood by Nina Simone plays in the background. And that concludes this episode of Titans. Whew. 
just i mean they, they they just make out i guess maybe superboy and blackfire make out who cares that's that's what titans does these days anyway uh so that is the titans episode once again very boring episode could have been better but i'm not gonna give a shit because i mean like episode all right so uh I know Jack gets really upset. We don't really talk much about HBO shows that are alternative uh, to this. Um, but I, we haven't talked about this recently. So as you may have seen this week, uh, there's a Matrix trailer uh, that came out. People really excited. Matrix 4. Matrix, uh, was it Resurrection is the name of the subtitle. Uh, and people are really excited about the Matrix movie. I, I love the Matrix franchise. It's one of my favorite visual movies out there. Uh, yes, Matrix Revolutions, not as good as the original, but Reloaded, it's fine. Uh, but the original is it's still a Hallmark movie. So this week's HBO Max uh, shout-out is to the Matrix trilogy. If you want to see the Matrix right now as you lead into the Matrix 4 coming out this Christmas, unless they bump it, feel free to go to HBO Max right now and you'll see all three movies there. It's in pristine condition. I think it's in Ultra HD even. I don't know if it's 4K or not, but it is a really amazing movie franchise. Uh, one of those movie franchises I remember seeing in theaters. I was a kid watching The Matrix, and I was blown away. Uh, it's also one of the earliest DVDs I've ever owned because at the time, which was in the 90s, 99, 2000, DVD players were really expensive. And I really recall Matrix being one of the earliest DVDs I've bought. I think that's a true statement for almost everybody. Um, but yes, if you want to see The Matrix again and you can't find your DVD or you, you don't own it on digital for some reason, uh, HBO Max... Uh, has your back and you can watch it right now on hbo max first one uh revolutions reloaded all three you can make a binge watch marathon of all three uh i think the runtime of all three movies is currently less than all of titans uh so you'll be into a bigger franchise i expect uh plus uh the new trailer did walk out and you got to see uh neo with a beard looking like john wick and Look, I'm just going to probably assume this is what's going on uh, with butterfly effects and blue and red. Uh, this is supposed to be a butterfly effect of what happens if Neo took the blue pill instead of the red pill in the Matrix movies. So it becomes this big, like, what if uh, story. Uh, but at the same time, uh, the Wachowski sisters are fantastic. And I think the fact that a lot of douche douche bros uh still haven't figured out bigger meanings of the matrix movie uh and have gone on to try to co-op the term the red pill uh to basically mean be a conservative dickhead uh it's it's different it's it's uh it's it's not really in respect to the movie not really in respect to the screenplay not really in respect to the uh symbolism that the directors and the writers shared so it's kind of fun trying to see people try and reinterpret a movie that the writers are kind of blatantly telling you it's about trans rights. That's all it is. <laughs> and trying to fuck it up for everybody. 
But the Matrix also has a lot of visual effects that we kind of use today. We take for granted things like bullet time because that's now kind of like a tropey thing. But we got to remember things like Max Payne using it and then like the Matrix being the original. Uh, how fun that was. That if you want to get a nostalgia trip back to the days of Newgrounds cartoons, maybe watch the original Matrix movie. Um, also, uh, Cowboy Curtis is still in the movie. Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, in Trinity... There's also Trinity. Uh, there's a man eating a steak. And I, I remember rewatching the Matrix movie in college seven years ago. So now I gotta rewatch that Matrix again. But not play Enter the Matrix the game. I think that was a flop, even though I remember seeing hundreds of copies of that at a GameStop in Huntington Beach. Uh, so uh, th that's gonna do it here. I know it's it's over an hour. Uh, we haven't really talked much about the Matrix, but I figure we might be talking about it more in length on Fun Time Calls with Jack and Ian, because I think Jack might be a big Matrix head, really want to talk about the Matrix. Uh, so instead, I'm going to save this for the for Titans and say that, folks, DC Fandom is coming soon. Maybe you'll get some upcoming news about Titan Season 4 or Gotham Knights, or other things with Nightwing and other characters. Maybe the, the Gabriel Piccolo, Beast Boy Loves Raven comic is, is coming out. I don't know. Um, but we'll, we'll give it a go. Uh, I'm going to go to sleep because it's almost, it's probably 3 a.m., 4 a.m. I don't know anymore. Uh, so I hope you all have a good night. And as we always say, uh, you don't, you don't shoot 51% of the shots you don't make. If it's 51, what the fuck is it? 51% good, 49% bad. That's a good thing. That's a good choice. So, uh, folks, next time you 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 have to make a life or death decision, just wonder, is it 51% good and 49% bad? If so, you take it. Good night. Understand me now If sometimes you see that I'm mad Don't you know no one alive can always be an angel When everything goes wrong you see some bad But I'm just a soul